Welcome to this inaugural edition of the Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast. My name is Tom Green. I'm the sports writer for the Huron Daily Tribune. And you can also hear me on different segments of this show calling it the Tom Green Podcast. I will say I have I have my own podcast called the Tom Green Podcast. And sometimes um, things slip. So if you hear it called the Tom Green Podcast along the way, that's why. This is the Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Show Preview for Week 1 of the Playoffs. And debuting as our first guest ever on the Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast and the Thumb Area Coaches Show Podcast is, ironically enough, a guy that is typically off the grid is debuting on the grid for the podcast. His name is Bad Axe Coach Cal Polkley. Welcome to the show, Cal. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Honored to be here and the first inaugural uh, guest. So, and you're right. I do uh, try to stay off the grid as much as possible. So this is uh, another treat that way. So thanks again. Absolutely. And I, that's what I'm going to kind of start uh, with is uh, you're typically off the grid. And I found that to be quite interesting because most people, I would say probably nine people out of ten have some sort of... Um, smartphone or television to keep track of everything with. So tell me about uh, life off the grid. Ooh, you know, I don't know about life any other way, but it's, uh, you know, I find it's uh, nice for me to try to focus on relationships with people around me, um, you know, and, and I try to keep it simple with uh, the people I interact with. And, you know, if, if things come up that I need to know, then, we'll, you know, we'll go back to... Uh, you know, jumping on my phone, but uh, I kind of like life without uh, cable TV and um, all the social media uh, sections and pressures. And, you know, I still try to keep up to date on what's going on, but, you know, I find there's plenty going on when I'm staying away from those. And it helps me keep focused, I think, a little bit on uh, the truly important things. That's my view on it anyways. Sure, and there are a lot of times where sometimes that can be a real distraction. I'm sure that some of the players are, of course on social media and sometimes that can distract them so it's 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 that cultural and social divide i guess that i kind of wanted to tap into to start because i thought that was quite interesting so definitely thanks for that the bad axe hatchets are seven and two overall and five and one in conference play seven wins up front and then two to the lakers and ugly i mean it's been a a tale of charles dickens would call it a tale of two seasons uh, describe the the good and the bad. That's it's been it's been one for for good reason. But at least we're in the playoffs. Tell us about it. Yeah, you know I think uh, as as again you've uh, wordsmithed it well. The tale of uh, two seasons, um, you know, and then there was a lot of unknown early on in the season. You know, we lost a ton of seniors, um, you know, last year, and uh, there was a lot of question marks. Juniors that who were out as sophomores due to injury or weren't with us. Um, and so we were really happy, you know, pleased with how we started the season. Um, you know, we knew we had a lot of kids that had been working hard but didn't know how it was going to come together. So it's definitely, you know, an, an exciting start and one we felt like we were ramped up for. Um, you know, that being said, we definitely feel like we, you know, missed the beat a little bit. At one point, lost the Lakers, you know, being being kind of the start of it. Um you know, and, and, you know, on that note, you know, again, uh, Lakers is a great team, and, and, and so is Ubley. Um So, you know, we, we're, we're obviously disappointed, but at the same point, we're, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that second part of the season. 
Um, you know, we've got to put the past behind us and say, hey, we, you know, we played some great teams and, you know, we weren't able to play our best football when we needed to. And, um, you know, we learned from that, but we're moving on. A trend I've noticed watching sports over the years is that undefeated teams usually have struggles towards the end of the season, and it's the pressure of being undefeated. I'm certain that one loss, the first loss to Lakers, while it was it was a damper, it was a damper. It certainly helped at least get rid of that undefeated. Hey, we're no longer undefeated, so guess what? We're we got some football to play for a state championship. Another loss there to Ubway, but again, Ubway Ubway made the state finals last year. And lost to Centerville, so it's not. It's you know, it's it's a loss that at least I would say, you know, it was a great team, and we're going to have to face this competition in the playoffs. So at least from my view, these two losses were definitely humbling for you guys. Yeah, no, thanks. I, I definitely agree with that, Tom. Absolutely. So the last time the Bad Axe Satchets won a playoff game, of course, was last year against the Lakers, nineteen to twelve. But of course, I would I would almost consider that to be another regular season game because everybody made the playoffs in 2020 because of COVID. So the last time they won before that was 1978, beating Dewitt and Ishpeming. And the last two times the Hatchets made the playoffs were 2020 under Cal Polkley his first year and 2014, just a few, obviously a few years prior to that. So, uh, what did it mean to get that first playoff win? Despite, of course. You know how uh, my thoughts about it, but still, it was a playoff win over the Lakers, so I'm sure that was great to experience last year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, I, I don't think there was a ton of hype, at least on my end, from it, just because it was, you know, everybody got, got in. You know, we were having a pretty good season, but obviously still wanted to improve on some things. Um, you know, and it was a short season last year, so it it didn't feel necessarily. You know, we only had a handful of games uh, just due to that COVID shortening from the start. So, you know, this is definitely got a little bit different feel because you know we did truly make the playoffs, as you mentioned. Um, and it really isn't. You know, we had a nine game season, and this is the tenth week, and um, you know, it, it adds a little bit to that idea of you know we've got to be ready to uh, you know, to keep playing football. And it does get a little bit longer of a grind and some challenges from the coaching staff, I think, that need to be addressed to keep the kids uh, upbeat and sharp and excited about coming to practice and, and winning games. Exactly. So some of the leading players so far in the squad, Keaton Braun, Griffin Meinhold, and Jake McPhee, how have these guys really helped this team mesh together and uh, drive towards this playoff run? Yeah, you mentioned, you know, three great leaders, um, and, and that's been during the season, but it's been off-season, you know, as well for years. Um, and honestly, since they were middle school students, you know, they, they really are leaders on and off the field. And, and there's definitely some other names in there, you know, that need to get brought up. You know, Sam Hass, Austin yes. Palmering, a couple senior leaders there for us, Tim Blake Pulaski. Um, you know, and, and that's been the great part about this group is they really are unselfish. They work hard. They're focused. Um and then that it really is a big part for our success this you know thus far, and um, they're a big part in, in keeping practice fresh. And you know they're fun to be around. Other kids want to be around them, and they're fun to coach. And then that to me really makes all the difference. Exactly. I another another little ism from yours truly. Football is an F word. So is fun. It's got to be the right F word though for it to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's a great point, Tom. And, um, you know, we talked about that at our off-season coaches meeting, you know, about, you know, you want to just have fun, but if you're just having fun, you're, 
you know, you're probably not winning football games. And then, you know, if you're not winning football games, you know, that, that fun piece goes away. So exactly. there's definitely a connection there. And, um, you know, that's something we talked about as a staff, you know, off season as well as during the season. And, and how do we do those things and make sure we're, we are still, you know, focusing on having fun playing football. Exactly. It's got to have that combination. Football is fun. Winning is fun. To make football more fun, you have to win. Boom. Another snippet yep. for, <laughs> for for the guys in the locker room later this week for sure. So moving to these, this uh, playoff preview, Bad Axe is traveling to Hemlock this Friday night to face the Huskies. The Huskies ironically finished 5-4 and four overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference, yet they are hosting, thanks to the MHSA point system. Last year, Hemlock defeated Bad Axe in the playoffs in the second round, or some people call the first round, 20-17. to 17. I'm sure there's a lot of revenge on the team's minds, or what's the mindset going in? Yeah, um, definitely, you know, for... You know, having a little rebuttal would, would sure be nice, and that's definitely, I know, on the coach's mindset, uh, I'm sure as well as some of the players, although, you know, really, we do still have a pretty young team. A lot of the juniors we have, um, you know, a couple of them had some injuries last year and they didn't play or, or just didn't have a lot of minutes. Um, so, so you know, there's not a ton of that. We've only got four seniors on the squad. Um, so I think more than anything, you know, it's, it's just a chance for us to be able to play another football game to improve. Um you know, and, and showcase, you know, our skill and development on the field. They're, they're a heck of a good football team. I mean, I know the record doesn't show it. Supposedly that playoff point is, you know, shows that they're just as good a team as, as we are. Actually, I guess it would be better because they are hosting. And, and if that's the case, then we're excited, you know, to, to play a team like that. That's what it should be about, um, you know, to play a team that's, that's similar in strength and, um, have the opportunity to uh, showcase our talent. So we're definitely excited for the game. I think I mentioned before, you know, I'm excited about playing Hemlock. You know, it, it's a little bit different. Um, they run a little bit different offense than we're used to seeing. You know, we see a lot of T, you know, just in the league and, and with our uh, crossover games, you know, Sandusky, Harbor Beach, and Ugly off show T. So it's a nice change up. And I think that's, you know, exciting part about football is we get to talk some other techniques. We get to talk some other offenses and defenses. Um, you know, to make football kind of a lifelong uh, event. So, yeah, we're, we're, I think, you know, really excited to uh, to run over to Hemlock and, and play a great football game. Absolutely. The Greater Thumb Conference, you have a lot of wing T, or as I like to call full house backfield or triple option, which, as I've said, off, cam- off camera, I will say it on camera too, if I were coaching in football, the triple option is probably what I would run because with a stout offensive line and three backs that can run the ball every which way, the defense does not know who has the ball and can result in great offense with a stout offensive line. <laughs> he is Coach Cal Pokley, and this has been Bad Axe's preview of the Huron Daily Tribune Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Preview. We will have Cass City and Coach Scott Cathrell next. This is the Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast. Thanks a lot, Cal, by the way. Hey, thanks, Tom. I appreciate it, and good luck to all the players and coaches this week. Stay healthy, and uh, um, you know, good, good luck uh, in your season forwards. All righty, Cass City up next. <laughs> And 
friends, you're back with us on the Tom Green Podcast, the Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Preview. We have just finished interviewing Bad Axe Coach Cal Polkley as our first segment of this playoff preview. Now we have Cass City and Coach Scott Cathrow with us. Coach, congratulations once again on making the playoffs. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Absolutely. Cass City finished 5-4 and four overall. 3-3 three and three in the conference, their last playoff, of course, was last year going to the conference semifinals against Traverse City St. Francis, and then, of course, lost by one point. So, from last year to this year, is there any so- sort of revenge slash want to get back to, to that point factor? Well, you know, I, you just don't you want to look back, you know, because we had, we had an a awesome team, uh, you know, we graduated, you know, 12 seniors. And so moving into this year, you know, we had uh, we had some pieces, you know, the puzzle had to be put together. And so it took some time and, you know, building a relationship with a lot of the kids that were, you know, juniors and sophomores last year and some freshmen we had up. So it was a work in progress. And, you know, our goals stay the same. You know, we want to get to uh, a league title, if not the playoffs, and, and then district and regional and move on from there. So, you know, and we talked to our players, and, and we, you know, I always try to get a pretty tough schedule. And that's what happened this year. You know, we started off with uh, three tough games, and, uh, you know, we were battling all the games and, and trying to find out who could be where. And, about mid-season, uh, I think we kind of found our, you know, where we're headed, and our kids started to play well and, and play together as a team. So our goals stay the same, you know. We're, we're looking to move ahead, you know. We got a tough game against Marlette, and it's one game at a time, and and that's what we're looking forward to on Friday. Absolutely, we'll dive right into that. Cass City will be facing Marlette on Friday night. The Marlette Red Raiders are six and three overall, and four and two in the Greater Thumb East. From watching some of the film so far this week, uh, what are your impressions of the Marlette Red Raiders? Uh, good, solid team. Uh, we got a chance to play them last year, and um, you know they were the young team, and now they're they're the senior team, and so. Uh, Good group of kids over there. Uh, good size. They got some weapons on the outside. Whether they stay in a, in a close bunch or if they spread out, uh, they got the ability to throw the ball long. And, uh, so there's some, you know, there's some concerns, and uh, you know, we just got to go ahead with our game plan and and hopefully try to keep their offense off the field as much as possible. And again, for us, um, you know, eat up the clock and. and and, you know, if we keep on getting better week to week, uh, you know, we're going to be a hard team to stop. But a uh, uh, tough game for us over there in Marlette. And it always is with Denny. Denny's a very creative, good coach over there. So um, it's going to be a battle for us. Absolutely. And Marlette's last playoff game, excluding 2020, because everybody made the playoffs. At least how I, how I look at the schedule, if, if everybody made the playoffs, the first game is almost like a regular season game with others. So we're, we're going to go back in the archives. The last time Marlette made the playoffs was 2014, ironically enough, against these Cass City Redhawks. Uh, Cass City, of course, their leading rushers, Jordan Mester and Aiden Torres. Marlette's going to have some a tough time with them. Tell us about them. Uh, two good backs. You know, Jordan's been with us a four-year starter. 
and uh, everybody knows who Jordan is. He's just one of those power backs. Uh, you know, when we're in the key, you know, he's he's up the middle. Um, I mean, he's a great blocker. He's just a, a true football player. Torres came in this year, and we used him last year defensively and did a really nice job at defensive backfield. Really does a great job one-on-one. Uh, but he offers that speed for us. Uh, he's not that power back, but he's that quick back that can get around the corner and outside. And with Jordan Block and, the, and Connor and the rest of the crew, uh, he's done really well. So those guys have had a great season, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday. Absolutely, and when the, when the running game goes astray, we have the passing game, and Riley Swiderski is your leader in the passing game. Tell us some more about him. No, he's come on really well, you know, and you know, we don't obviously we don't pass the ball that much. Um, we do work on it almost every day, but uh, when it's time, he's, he's he's done a really nice job. He's found his receivers, and uh, he really throws a nice ball. So he's it's nice to have that. You know that extra threat. You know we always had uh, three tough backs, and then you throw that quarterback in a situation. You know it's a forehead monster, and you know we didn't know what we're going to have in the beginning of the year, but he's really come on, come a nice leader back there, and done a nice job at the QB spot. Absolutely. And then one last thing I have for you is, of course, we've talked. Um, on the field a couple of times. I've covered Cass City for Game of the Week, and one thing that you really stressed, at least for you, is blacking out the noise. So, um, ironically enough, I'm going to have you, from in the media perspective, uh, tell us uh, how that benefits you and, and the Red Hawks. I just, you know, we, we just tell our, our kids, you know, we got we got to focus throughout the week, and, you know, we got to have a purpose what we're doing. Every, everybody has a purpose when we get out there on that field and, and focus in on your job. And whether our offense, defense, special teams, whether you're in there for one play, two plays, you know, that's things that, would, that we stress. And the focal point is, you know, get your job done and stay focused. And then that, that way we can keep everything on the, you know, outside the stands coming in and keeps our kids focused and, and really – that's really kicked in about the last five weeks. So they've done a really good job. A lot of learning, but uh, I think mm-hmm. I think we're on track. Absolutely, and sometimes blacking out the noise can be the best thing for sure. So thanks again, Scott, for coming on the show, and good luck Friday. And we hope to we hope that next week we'll have you on for a for round two. Appreciate it. Sure thing. He is Coach Scott Grathrell. This is the Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Show on the Tom Green Podcast for the Huron Daily Tribune. You are locked on to the Huron Daily Tribune Playoff Coaches Show Preview. We have moved into the Harbor Beach portion of the show, and we have a rivalry game coming up between Harbor Beach, the Pirates, 
and the Ubley Bearcats. Here to preview and who has been a part of many Ubley Harbor Beach rivalry games is Harbor Beach coach Troy Selke. Minus the stash, but a lot of wisdom below the hair that he does have. How are we doing, Troy? Yeah, well, thanks, Tom. You're good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, had to had to shout out the the hair of the of the days of 2012 and 2013 when you guys were at Ford Field, of course. <laughs> yeah, those those were good times. Absolutely. So Harbor Beach comes in with a six and three record, five and one in the conference. So tell me some positives about how this season has gone for the Pirates. Yeah, it's been a, a fast season. Uh, you know, I think we've made a lot of improvements over the course of the year. Uh, you know, the guys have, have worked hard, and it's been great to have a, a full season. And so uh, we get a rematch with Ubley. We, we played Ubley, you know, pretty tough the first time around, but they they beat us, and now, now we have an opportunity to try to uh, get that game back. Absolutely. So the Pirates' last playoff win, in fact, their last two playoff victories, both came against the Michigan Lutheran Seminary Cardinals once in 2020 last year, although yours truly tends to feel that more of a, a regular season game because everybody made the playoffs. But 2019 as well, you guys beat the MLS Cardinals. How good would it feel to win that next playoff game coming up this week? Yeah, it would be huge. Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game, but, uh, you know, uh, beating a team like Ugly in the playoffs would be, you know, good for this team and good for our program and so you know we're going to give everything we have absolutely especially in the rivalry matchup we had set it off the air on the game of the week preview and i had talked with coach sweeney about it as well he says and we'll find out later in the show that this this rivalry is something that is talked about on the thanksgiving dinner table all the time and of course the first game is probably going to be talked about the thanksgiving dinner table how big is this game going to be talked about on Thanksgiving dinner tables across Huron County? Yeah, I think like any rivalry, it's, you know, kind of who, who won the last game. So, you know, right now, Ubley has the upper hand, and uh, whoever wins this game will have the upper hand until until at least next year. So I think it's kind of what have you done for me lately, and so if we can win this next one, we'll feel uh, pretty good at Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And, and even if, you know, turkey stuffing, gravy – cranberry sauce, jellied cranberry sauce, not whole berry, please, still would be a good feeling. Nonetheless, <laughs> the leading, yeah. your leading players, your leading, the guys that have led the team, Tanton Babcock, Luke Woodkey, Jace Kenoblock, and others, um, tell them all the improvements that they have uh, they have had throughout this season. Yeah, I think, you know, each individual in their own way. You know, Tanton uh, Babcock, fairly inexperienced quarterback. He played quarterback his freshman year. Uh, you know, he's really come on. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, you know, really excited about what he's done this year and how far he's come. Uh, Luke Woodkey, really playing well on both sides of the ball, uh, playing well at linebacker, uh, able to read and diagnose and hit, and then offensively moving around. He's quite versatile. Uh, Jace Knobach has really improved at the defensive end position, uh, gotten a lot stronger against the run in the past both. And then he's he's making plays for us on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, you know, Caden Caden Boynton is another guy that we uh, move around and is had a really good year offensively and defensively. You can throw Grant Smoglinski in there too. Grant Smoglinski, another senior, uh, playing playing well on both sides of the ball. He's our best offensive lineman. Absolutely. So, 
This first matchup against Dubway that you guys had was definitely the shootout. Uh, what, what are the plans to perhaps prevent this from becoming a shootout or perhaps winning it in a shootout this time around? Yeah, I know. The thing, the tough thing was we got you know two touchdowns down. Our offense uh, didn't get going until a little bit later in the game, and uh, so we we're playing from behind the whole night. And I think we got within one score at one point. Uh, I can't remember exactly, and uh, weren't weren't able to get over the top. So you know our, our offense is going to have to play play well and score some points. Uh, we're going to have to try to uh, get some first downs and control the ball a little bit. And then, you know, uh, defensively, it's tough to beat anybody uh, when they score 50 points. So, you know, I think our defense has improved a lot, especially the last two or three weeks. So, uh, you know, we have to try to control a uh, very good, ugly offense and then uh, score some points ourselves. Absolutely. And this game being at Herp Field is, um, how is that going to, I would say, how is that going to factor two straight games in Ubley? And not in Harbor Beach. Is it just another factor that they're going to have to that they're going to have to go push through, or how we is that? A, we have a tradition of playing very well at home, but I feel like the last couple of years we played played better on the road. You know why exactly that is? I think uh, Coach Rubel and I are still trying to figure out, but uh, we seem to play better on the road the last couple of years. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping we play a good 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 road game and. Uh, get a win at Herbfield. Absolutely. As an aside, yours truly played on the Essexville-Garber golf team for three seasons, and our home course was at the Bay County Golf Course, and it seemed like I would be playing better at road matches than home matches. So I so I, I share that feeling, and it is it is interesting, for sure, because, you know, from golf to football, you're used to playing on one field, and in golf, you're, placed, you're used to playing on said course. You know it's quirks. You know that field's quirks, and perhaps, perhaps being on the road, a change of scenery might be might be better for the Pirates. Yeah, maybe maybe concentration level or focus uh, is affected in a positive way. Maybe uh, being a little too comfortable at home could could be a factor. So, you know, I'd like to continue playing well on the on the road, and then uh, you know, fix fix what maybe ails us at home because uh, typically we're we're a good home football team. Absolutely, I. I unfortunately have never seen a Harbor Beach football playoff game at home, or a Harbor Fo- or Harbor Beach game at home. That is, but I was able, of course, to watch the Pirates in Ubley. So, so I'm hope well, probably next season I'll be able to see the Harbor Beach Pirates on or at home. But we shall see with this playoff coming up. So, uh, anything else you got to add, Coach? No, uh, uh, we're hoping to uh, play a really good game and. Uh, give Ubley all, all they can handle and come out with victory. Absolutely. Good luck this week, Coach, and hopefully we'll have you on for next week's playoff preview. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. Absolutely. He is Coach Troy Schelke, and this has been the Harbor Beach version of the Huron Daily Tribune Thumb Area Coaches postseason playoff preview. Stay tuned. And you're listening to the Tom Green Podcast, Thumb Area Coaches Preview. We now advance in the Coaches Preview to the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers. 
and Coach Dave Lavasser. The the Lakers went seven and two overall and five and one in the Greater Thumb West, splitting the title with Badax and Reitz. Coach Lavasser, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Tom. Absolutely, we love that you're in the playoffs, and it's great that we're going to get to talk about this preview. So, seven and two overall, five and one in the conference. What are some of the, your takeaways from the season so far? Um, you know, I think we uh, we did quite a bit in terms of exceeding some of our expectations, but you know, on the other side of that, uh, we fell short on a couple things throughout the season, short-term goals. Um, you know, we uh, our kids uh, have grown quite a bit. Uh, we have uh, a, a very nice senior class. Uh, we have a lot of young guys that uh, have to learn our system still. You know, and every once in a while, I have to remind our coaches that this is a first-year offense we're putting in, and it's sometimes very difficult to get things rolling at times. But I feel like our um, our seniors have kind of stepped up and taken a leadership role, and our young guys have kind of learned. So it's been a it's been a long physical, uh, you know. Uh, mentally draining season in terms of uh, adversity uh, but our kids have uh, really stepped up to the uh, to the challenge absolutely and one of the rewards so far has been a split of the greater thumb west title with bad axe and reese um how was how was that for um for your guys and moving forward uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? You were breaking up, sorry. Okay. Um, you guys split the uh, Greater Thumb West title with Bad Axe and Reese. Uh, moving forward, um, what does that bring to the to the table, and how, do the, how are the guys um, feeling about that? Uh, you know, we're at, uh, obviously one of uh, our goals every year are going to be to win the, the, the conference. Uh, so it was a... It was a it was very nice uh, to, to have a share of that. We would have preferred an uh, outright, but uh, that being said, it's also a little bit of motiva motivation in the long term to uh, to get back on the field again against Reese this week. Um, that loss against them first time around, we felt like uh, we left a lot of things on the field. We, we got some pieces to our puzzle back uh, in regards to personnel and uh we were trying out a few new things and got outside of our framework and i felt like uh i, I kind of went uh, uh went a little bit off the beaten path with what we wanted to accomplish and it ended up costing us so we feel like now that we've kind of got some reps under our belt with those uh games uh, immediately afterwards we we've kind of gotten a little better handle on what we want to do and uh and i feel like we can do it a little bit better so Obviously, a, a conference championship outright would be uh, would be nice, but I also think that this is kind of, in the grand scheme of things, setting us up for a pretty good position to uh, play a rematch game with Reese in the playoffs. Absolutely, and you had said that you had a first-year offensive system going in, and so far Kretschmer has been one of the leading rushers and receivers. Dylan Wainer and Logan Collis and Russell have been leading the way in the receiving core. So what has this been like installing this first-year offense? Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of, we're always going to want to try to be as balanced as possible, throwing the ball and running the ball. Uh, you know, our, our guys have uh, adapted. We, you know, that first, you can really tell statistically if you're looking at the, uh, if you're looking at the sheets that, uh, the first couple of weeks, we were very, very pass heavy. Um, you know, a couple of factors, a couple of variables uh, played into that equation in, in regard to 
uh, Ethan Wisner, Zach Kretschmer, um, just some guys we didn't have access to. Once we had that, uh, that personnel, you could see on the stat sheet things balance out. We were very pass heavy, uh, I believe 25 to 30 um, co- uh, attempts a game and, and passing. I believe actually more, maybe a little bit more than a few of those. Um, the ugly game, I know we threw quite a bit, but once we kind of put things together and could get Logan, Collison, Russell out on the perimeter and, um, you know, Kretschmer and Wisner in the backfield, we, uh, we kind of balanced out and our offense really t- started to take off a little bit more. Absolutely. So we talked a little bit about it and this playoff game coming up is against the Reese Rockets, which... You guys had lost to Reese 27-18 in the regular season. So what are some of the takeaways from that that you're going to try to fix for this coming Friday night? Um, you know, we are – everybody struggles with Reese. Uh, Reese is a very unique offense. Um, you know, it just looks like your run-of-the-mill spread type of team, but in actuality they're a very uh, – you know, they're a very loose – offense in terms of they they'll send a route combination out and it will turn into backyard football within a matter of milliseconds um and they have some very good athletes on the perimeter and those guys just start running around and it breaks down all the norms um when it comes to coverage and individual coverage and one-on-one coverage and things like that so that's kind of what hurt us um against them the first time around but ultimately really what prior to even playing defense against them what hurt us was we uh we turned the ball over a couple of times unnecessarily uh one was uh early in the game we had already scored and we were driving again and and we ran the ball very well on them and we uh we got cute and tried to run a jet and fumbled the ball we it was something we hadn't repped as much in practice as other uh plays then we handed the ball over to them uh, inside of our, I believe it was our 35-yard line, and uh, and they scored. So before even getting to defense with them, we have to make sure that we clean up, uh, clean up any, you know, mistakes on offense. So that means securing the football, um, calling appropriate plays uh, on on our part, on my part, and uh, making sure that uh, we stay inside of our framework and not try to get out of that. Um, you know, and then when we get to defense, we just have to, you know, we got to secure their weapons. Uh, they got a few of them, so it's, uh, it's a matter of keeping those guys in check. For sure. The last time Reese won a playoff game was actually way back in 2012 over the Ubley Bearcats. And the last time the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers won a playoff game was in 2019 over Bishop Foley. So it's only been a two-year drought, but what would it mean to the school and to the team to win this first playoff game? Well, I think, you know, if anyone ever uh, denies that winning a playoff game, regardless of what round, uh, is important to the school, then they're fooling themselves. You know, it's extra football is always good. You know, if you use that time properly, you know, uh, playing a playoff game is is outstanding in terms of the opportunity. But more importantly is that extra time uh, that you're given to be able to instruct your younger guys and uh and to spend that valuable time with those seniors that um that are going to be leaving um you know you want to you want to value every second of it whether it be to uh teach and coach uh or to just spend that extra uh extra practice with those guys who are going to be going out 
for sure. Wakers will face Reese at Reese on Friday night. He is Coach Dave Lavasser, and you're listening to the Tom Green Podcast Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Preview for the Huron Daily Tribune. You've got it locked into the Tom Green Podcast. It's the Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Preview. And we're moving on to the North Huron, the Kidney North Huron Warriors. And Coach Chad Kenoblock and undefeated North Huron are with us right now. Chad, how we doing? Good, good. Doing, uh, doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, um, of course, an undefeated record this year, which was great. Um so tell, tell me some of the highlights of the season, as, of course, there were quite a few of them with with an undefeated season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, each uh, each night that you come away with a win is is kind of a highlight. You know, we started the season with Burton Atherton traveling down there, a uh, little, you know, bigger school, got a nice win there, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. We had that one circled on our schedule as, uh, we knew that was going to be a tough game, and we had to go down there for that one as well. And uh, after a rocky first half, we really came out and uh, took care of business. And then, uh, uh, and then we were kind of kind of cruising for a few weeks, uh, you know, picking up some wins, able to stay healthy, able to uh, you know keep some of our uh, our starters on the sideline in the second half. So nothing was happening to them, and giving the young guys some experience. And uh, you know, last. Last couple weeks, finishing off uh, against Pack and Mayville, uh, a couple convincing wins. So you know, right now we feel like we're playing some of our best football at the right time, and we're fortunately healthy from top to bottom. So we're looking forward to to getting going into the postseason here. Absolutely, with undefeated record, it's a great feeling going into that postseason without having lost. The Warriors' last playoff wins, of course, were last year with a with a run after beating Augre Sims, Peck, and these Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart Irish. Uh, so, what's what's um, what are kind of the keys to making a long a run like that, or even longer this season? Uh, well, like uh, like the regular season, and like every other team right now, it's about health staying healthy um you know we're uh, i've said it since day one we're we're not a deep team but we're a, a solid team and so uh we need to stay healthy um you know we need to uh our bread and butter has been uh the ground game just uh eating up clock eating up yards at the same time running the ball being efficient moving the chains and uh you know Really, for us, looking forward these, uh, you know, this week, uh, where you truly have to do take uh, take it one at a time, uh, one day or one week at a time, I should say. Uh, we're not going to deviate much. You know, we just have to do what we do and continue to do that well. And uh, you know, offensively, I think we'll get things done. And you know, certainly, we're watching film and and breaking everything down so that we can be prepared for the offenses that we're going to face. But our defense has been pretty stingy. So, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of uh, keep doing what we're doing uh, and, uh, you know, take on whoever happens to be in our way next. 
Absolutely, and some of the key players you got on both sides of the ball, Will Case, Mason Hatch, Ryan Shornack, Landon Horetsky on the offense. They've been they've been a firepower this year. Um, how can they keep that going throughout the playoffs? Uh, you know, they just have to do do what they do. Um, you know, we got uh, four guys carrying the ball that have all had 100-yard games this year. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Will and Mason Hatch and Landon Gretzky and uh, Brandon Henson back there, a fullback, uh, can carry the ball for 100, but he also is probably one of the best blocking fullbacks that, that, that I've seen or, or, or coached, for that matter. Um, you know, and they just have to do their thing. I mean, Will Case is just a unique talent. Uh, you know, it seems it can be third and whatever, and he's going to find a way to, to to move the chains and to get that first down. So, um, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep blocking and running. I mean, the guys up front have been making holes, and the guys carrying the ball have been uh, uh, taking advantage of of the holes that are created. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's not always the most flashy game or most exciting game, but if you like good physical football and and a hard hitting defense, uh, you know, we're then we are pretty fun to watch. Absolutely, and we'll see that on display coming up this week in the second matchup against Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart. They come in with a 7-2 and record overall, 6-1 and in their conference. And, of course, the Warriors defeated the Irish 36-14 to in the regular season. We talked about it a little bit more earlier in the show, but anything more you have to add about that last game or something you could perhaps fix or improve on coming into this matchup with them? Well, yeah, the, the first time we played them, uh, our first half was probably the worst half of football that we had played all season. Uh, we had just some, uh, uh, some, some foolish penalties uh, that took points off and, and killed drives. And, uh, you know, we just, I think we've done a lot better cleaning that up. I think in the last two weeks, uh, we've maybe had a total of about six penalties. So uh, we're, we're getting those things cleaned up. And uh, against the Mount Pleasant team, you know any of these teams now that are left, uh, you can't have that. You can't uh, you can't help them out by uh, by taking yards or, or points off. So uh, you know we just if we clean things up uh, from last time, I, I think that we're going to be you know we're comfortable with with where we're at talent wise. We think we can compete with anybody. We just have to make sure that we're playing only one team and not playing against ourselves as well. Exactly. That is a big thing, especially in football. So this time, uh, this time, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart has to travel to North Huron instead of North Huron making the trek out to uh, Irish country and Mount, Pro- and Mount Pleasant. <laughs> so, um, yes, definitely. Um, let's see. Anything else you have to add about the defense as well? We'll talk about a little bit of them as well. Uh, Case, Noah Both, and Braxton Vinjeski, uh, the leaders on that front. Yeah, our defense has been really, really lights out. When we have, uh, uh, you know, when we've got our our main guys, our starters out there, uh, we haven't given much up for points all season long. I mean, Noah Coates has just uh, done a tremendous job out there at the end. We call him the human container because he just contains every play. Nobody ever gets uh, around him. And and we just have guys stepping up all the time making plays. uh, Ryan Shornack has been great in the defensive backfield. Uh, Brandon Henson has been uh, doing a great job in coverage or up front. John Henson, you, me- you mentioned Braxton Vajinsky. 
Um, you know, Mason Hatch, uh, you know, he gets his tag. You never know who's going to be making the tackles. Jordan Coleman has emerged as a, as a big hitting uh, defender. And uh, so we're really fortunate that, uh, you know, we really don't have one particularly weak side of the ball. We, uh, uh, you know, we're able, to, we're able to cover a lot of space uh, on the run. Our, our pass defense, I think, has been improving every week. Uh, so, you know, we, we always feel uh, we're, that we're going to be very, very, very stingy. And, uh, you know, the guys, they love to hit. They're great at it. And, uh, and so that's a whole other element, too. When you get out there and you're not just tackling, but you're hitting, that can take a toll on some of the offenses. And, you know, that's what we like to do is try to go out there and impose our will a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, let, let that defense set up that offense and, and, and we'll just do our thing. Troy Hildreth, my, our defensive coordinator, just does a fantastic job having everybody where they're supposed to be and, uh, and preparing. Uh, that's one nice thing is our players and coaches, we, we love to prepare. So uh, that definitely helps make practice very productive during the week. Absolutely. In a 9-0 season, uh, just about uh, there are always things to improve, but everything that's happened on the field or at least enough things that happened on the field has led to great success for the North Huron Warriors. He is Chad Kenobwak, and that is North Huron's preview on this Tom Green podcast. Thumb area coaches playoff preview. We hope to have you next week, coach. Well, I hope you'll be playing next week. That's the plan, Tom. I appreciate it. You bet. And this is the Huron Daily Tribune's Thumb area coaches show preview on the Tom Green podcast. You're locked on to the Huron Daily Tribune's inaugural Thumb Area Playoff Coaches Show. This is Tom Green, the sports writer, of course, the new sports writer for the Huron Daily Tribune. And last but not least in this Coaches Show, we are going to talk to the Ubley Bearcats. Coach Eric Sweeney is with us. Coach, you made the state finals last year. Not quite under the pressure of the uh, Tribune podcast, but... Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So nine and zero, impressive season, undefeated season. The second, the yep, the only the second of the teams that we're previewing that did finish nine and zero, six and zero in the conference. Greater Thumb East champions and Greater Thumb champions of all both divisions, if you want to call it that, as they defeated Bad X. And so, um, tell me a lot of the positives of this nine and zero season. Well, you know, we, we had quite a few uh, holes to fill from last year. You know, we had graduated five seniors, a couple all-state football players, and so we had a whole a lot of holes to fill. And, you know, we had kids step up and fill those holes. Uh, you know, I, I thought we'd been playing pretty good football. I think we've improved as the season goes on, and my goal always is to, you know, as the year goes on, we got to get better, and, and I think we did improve this year. Absolutely. In, the, in this game, you want to be better in the month of November than you are in the month of August because I know that two-a-days are hot, they get crazy, and it's, you know, it's so a lot of players 
might not enjoy two-a-days, but this is their reward, and this is the result that they get is an undefeated season and a chance to perhaps repeat the performance of last year at Ford Field. So before we get going to the game preview, Ford Field last year, tell me about the experience. I know the game didn't quite go your way against Centerville, but how was the experience like coaching at Ford Field? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I never really soaked it in because, you know, you, the big thing is it was a football game. And, that you know, I told the kids when we were leading up mm -hmm. to that game, you know, you can't get, you know, you can't start looking around and, you know, be wowed by the building. You know, it's still a football field. So, you know, looking back on it, it was quite the, you know, I, I wish I could have enjoyed it more, but, you know, it was a awesome experience. Absolutely, and that and that's the thing is, um, and my uh, I would say Mike Tom, one of the Steelers, kind of does the same thing when the Steelers went out to London years ago. He took it as a complete business trip. Uh, Friday Friday night they left Pittsburgh. Saturday they were in London, and Sunday they played the game. So I'm kind of equivocating that to this. It's not a necessarily bad thing, but it's just another perspective that coaches have. I'm sure you get that. <laughs> well, it, it it is the same thing, you know, and just you know. Years ago, when uh, we went back in 08, they actually took the kids down. They stayed in the hotel the night before. And actually, our athletic director was actually one of those guys. And he told me, don't ever do that. We didn't sleep in that hotel, you know. So we went down the morning of, got up at 4 in the morning, drove down there. And like you said, it was like a business trip. And we were home by 3, 4 in the afternoon. So, you know, it... If that's how you got to, you know, in my mind, that's how you got to view it. You know, it was, it was just a sure. really neat experience for the kids to get to experience it. Absolutely. And if if your team or one of the teams that we are covering gets to go down to Ford Field, I will definitely take in that great experience. First game covering at Ford Field would be a great experience for yours truly. So somebody make it in. Well, of course, since we're on the Ubley segment, I, hopefully I it's really, you. <laughs> I really suggest anybody that's in the area, you know, I, I was down there when USA was down there in 04 and 05, Ubley and Ole, Harbor Beach in 2012. It, it's, it's a great experience to even go as a fan to support the local teams, and it's really something I suggest. You know, I'm sure there's going to be another team from the area making, whether it be us, whether it be Harbor Beach, you know, any of the schools from around here, Cass City, they're all capable of doing it any year. So, you know, we've got some good football around here, and you know, any of the schools from our area that, you know, Marlette's having a real good year this year, you know, mm -hmm. and Bad Axe and Reese and Lakers, you know, it is possible any of these teams could make it. So I would really suggest people that are in the area, hey, make that trip down there, support the kids, support, support the thumb area, and, you know, it, it's quite the experience. Absolutely. And of course, for years truly, um, I've definitely been, I've definitely had my trips down to Ford Field, just never covered a team, <laughs> just watched a team yeah. struggle, to say the least, that being our Lions. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, because he is an alum of Ubley, mentioning Terry Camp, we I had watched just before talking to you the ABC 12 story of you guys playing Bad Axe and Aaron Mueller um, going through a head injury this season. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, Logan. Uh, Logan, I'm sorry. Yep, Logan shout out to Coach Aaron Mueller. Coach, <laughs> sorry, Coach Logan, his son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, 
him and another kid collided in practice. Um, not really collided, but ran into each other. You know, some JV kids were trying to learn some plays with their varsity and ran the wrong way. And so he ended up missing our scrimmage in the first couple weeks of the season. And, you know, anytime you have something like that, you know, it wasn't anything severe, you know, went through all the protocols and he got, you know, went through the whole, you know, stepping him back in and things like that. We actually took an extra week to get him back than what he was cleared. You know, he was cleared a week before we played him. And, you know, sometimes kids just get tentative after something like that. He's been tentative all year until that second half of the bad X game. So, and he had a real, he's had a very good week of practice this week. So we're hoping, we're hoping we see a Logan Mueller from the second half of the bad X games. That makes us a lot better football team. Absolutely, and I'm sure his father, like I said, that I mentioned on accident, would would like to uh, de-age 30 years and take over for him, I, I would imagine. <laughs> so once again, shout out to Coach Aaron Mueller, where we were talking to Logan Mueller there and his head injury, of course. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the, the standouts on offense and how these guys have had to adapt to their roles, to the report to who they have replaced, and it's talking about Mark Hiley, Evan Peruski, and the run game, and of course the defense. It's all it's all been a success this year with a nine and team. What will make it gel to help it through the playoffs? Well, in our linebacker core, we had Aiden McCovey yeah. had moved in from one of our corner positions, and he's playing uh, linebacker. Ended up with eighty seven tackles this year, two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, and Caden Peruski, the sophomore stepped in and played that other linebacker spot and he had 62 tackles and an interception so you know those two have really um, secured our linebacker spots that was a major concern for us um, and another kid that stepped up for us has been uh, Chris Oswald you know we were trying to find a defensive end to replace uh, Levi Perutsky. Um he's really stepped up of late he started playing well about mid-season and you know, he's really improved as the year went on. Um, so that that's probably been the key to our defense right there. And, you know, we, we had four guys in our secondary return from last year, so that really helped us out too. Absolutely. The the guys on the strong side for WLEW were saying that the defense is only going to give up probably two more points a game, if that, and based off the numbers that I have seen, it proved to fruition, for sure. So definitely good good things going there on the defensive side of the ball. So talking about Harbor Beach, now off air in the Game of the Week interview that I did in week or for Ubley and Harbor Beach the first time around, you had said that this was a game that was going to get talked about on the Thanksgiving dinner table. Well, I'm certain that the first game is going to get talked about this, the Thanksgiving table on th- a few Thursdays from now, but... How much more will this second game be talked about at the Thanksgiving dinner table? Just as much, if not more, because there's a bigger game, you know. Um, I felt at that time that that game had huge uh, league implications. Um, and this one has, you know, this is a district semifinal. So, you know, mm-hmm. Harbor Beach has had our number a lot over the years. So, you know, this will be the first time that we've ever played a playoff game against Harbor Beach in Ubley. I think we played historically four, something like four or five 
in uh, Harbor Beach. So, you know, they, they've had our number over the years. So, you know, it it's a, a really big game for us. Absolutely. If it's and you had said it best, that this this has to be bigger than the first game because well, it's for a chance to move on, move on to the district finals to take on Marlette or Cass City, and big implications on both sides for sure. So, um, of course, on my personal podcast, the Tom Green podcast, which you can follow, of course, over social media, I always ask the guest anything else you have to add to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast. Well. This, since this is the inaugural edition of the Thumb Area Coaches Show for the playoffs, you will get the uh, the honor of me asking you anything else you have to add to this wonderful Thumb Area Coaches Playoff Show podcast, week one. Well, uh, I just think this is uh, this is going to be a tough game. It, it, I mean, uh, <laughs> Harbor Beach has got, you know, Troy Shelke and Ron Rubel coaching for, seems like forever. Fun yeah, aside, they've uh, my, had a lot of success oh, over the years. For sure. A fun aside, uh, my dad and Ron Rubel played against each other in uh, softball many years ago. Well, and that's, you know, I, I, I just have total respect for them guys. They, they've done a super job over there, and it, it's going to be a battle. You know, they call it the backyard brawl, I guess. And I guess that's what it always turns into, you know, it, and it's always a clean game. It's well played, and the kids play hard. So, absolutely, I'm looking forward to covering it on Friday night, and looking forward to how the rest of these playoffs will will be. So he is Eric Sweeney, coach of the Ubley Bearcats, and this has been the inaugural edition of the Thumb Area Football Playoff Coaches Show. Next week we'll be back and better than ever, and hopefully Coach Sweeney will be on. If not, we'll have Coach Shelke on and the others from the Thumb Area. We hope you enjoyed this inaugural edition of the Thumb Area Playoff Coaches Show, and good luck to the Thumb Area teams in the playoffs. This is the Huron Daily Tribune.